All my life, I've enjoyed traveling to Vienna, but I've looked in from a distance at the videos and the ballroom floors and all the magic of the Viennese ball season. But you know, it's very accessible. Anybody who wants to go to a Vienna ball can. And Marilyn Tennell, with her husband Fred, from Mill Creek, Washington, went to five balls last year, and they've done this for many years. It's very accessible, and Marilyn joins us right now to let us know how we can all swirl on the ballroom floor with the Viennese lovers of the Strauss waltzes. Marilyn, thanks for joining us. Nice to be here, Rick. Thank you. How many years have you been going to the Vienna Balls? We have gone four years. Four years. In now, the last six You fly or so. all the way to Vienna just to dance. What, what is do. it about it? Why is it worth the I'll trouble? I'll tell you how it got started. It's, it's kind of interesting. I have been the traveler all my life and have traveled all over the world. Fred and I got married just nine years ago, and he was the dancer, and I had not danced in my life before. So it was kind of a, an interesting marriage of the two things. So one day I got the idea, how about if I ask Fred, would you go to Vienna if we can go to a ball? And that was all it took. That was the magic, and away we went. Mixing your passion for travel and your husband's exactly. passion for dancing. It's perfect. Now, you're a newcomer on the dance floor then. Is it sort of um, scary to get out there with all these experts? Do you have to be really good? <laughs> you don't have to be so good. And I, I will just say that Fred and I, we're not great dancers, uh, but we know how to get out there and have fun and, and move around and enjoy ourselves. And, and that's really all you have to do. Do you feel accepted by all the Viennese who we have do. this in their blood? We absolutely do. And some of them aren't all that great either. But <laughs> <laughs> now, is it the same as waltzing in the United States, or how would it be different? The whole format, of course, is somewhat different. And um, one of the things I became aware of, we wondered why there wasn't a dinner at the ball. In America, you'll have usually a dinner as you go to the ball, and then you will dance and there, the balls start around 9 in the evening. They go to 5 in the morning, if you have that kind of stamina, which we never did. There's no dinner served. There might be a little delicatessen kind of a setup in the, in the hallway. You can always buy a bottle of wine to take to your table and so forth. So, so that was one thing that was different. So basically, it's like six hours, and you've got your table where you can have your wine or something, and you get up when you like to waltz, and you sit, sit out and just mm-hmm. watch everybody else when you're just going to relax. That's right. Is there an opening ceremony of some sort there, at a ball? There is. All of these balls that we've attended, and I think it's pretty customary to have an opening ceremony. The ball starts at about 9, around 9.30. The dance master will announce that the opening ceremonies will begin, and in come about 50 couples, perhaps. The women all dressed in white, beautiful floor-length dresses, not necessarily all the same, and the men in black suits. And uh, they come in and do the polonaise, which is the march in. So for about 20, 30 minutes, you might watch this opening ceremony where they do the formation kind of dances. Uh, Well, that must be quite a spectacle in itself. It absolutely is. And just to see the the white and the black and to see the formation. And and it's a very wonderful way to start the ball. The white and the black meaning the men and the women in their different outfits. Mm -hmm. I'm Rick Steves. We're talking with Marilyn Tenall from Mill Creek, Washington. And her and her husband go to Vienna in the winter and enjoy the ultimate in Viennese culture, waltzing. Talk about going local. Now, Marilyn, when you're out on the ballroom floor... What do you notice about the ladies' gowns and the men's suits? Some men do just wear the suits, and of course you'll find the tuxedos and a few will have tails. The first year that I went, I had a a gown that had somewhat of a a flamboyant skirt, and, and this was what I envisioned. And I realized when I got there that they didn't all dress quite like that. Uh, I wasn't so out of place that I felt conspicuous, but a lot of them are just, um, 
long gowns of various colors and a lot of glitzy jewelry. So they pull out all the stops. They do. I'm sure they do. We certainly try to. We bring some extra luggage, a a garment bag, and Fred brings his tuxedo, and I bring my gown, and uh, there we go. I've heard that waltz is a little faster tempo in Austria than in the United States. I think it is, and also polkas are very common there oh, as so well. Oh, so it's not just Strauss. No, it isn't. Is it all three, four time? Or th- um, well, they do uh, They do Latin, they'll do tango, oh, okay. they'll do swing. Uh, the more sophisticated balls pretty much stick to the waltzes and the polkas. Now, what does it cost for a ticket to a Vienna ball? I think the first one we paid, 120 euros, which mm-hmm. was around $200 then. Mm-hmm. Last year, we went to the New Year's Eve ball, and that cost $300 a ticket. Okay, and that would be uh, just for the dance, or do you get That in did include dinner last year. Dinner. We sat down and had a, a well, beautiful six- or eight-course dinner. Imagine New Year's Eve mm-hmm. in Vienna with a live orchestra and right. Viennese high society, and you're out in the middle of it all. That's right. Can't doesn't, get much better than that. Doesn't get better than that. My goodness, I'm just quite inspired by that. And it's not intimidating if you're not an expert. No. Uh, Tell us about the orchestra. There's an actual live orchestra? There is. And, of course, Vienna, Rick, is the city of music. We we both really have a passion for good music as well. And so uh, just to sit and listen when you're not dancing and just enjoy the gorgeous music. And as I said, we attended the one ball that was the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra Ball, but whatever ball you attend, they have wonderful now, orchestra. Now, I understand there's literally hundreds of balls thrown by different groups. There uh, are. What are the five that you went to we, last year? We went to this New Year's Eve ball, which I think was just some kind of a gala. We went to a Blumen ball, which is the florist shops, get together and have a ball. Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra ball. The pharmacist ball. And so all these groups and clubs in Vienna have a ball. Some interesting ones are the Bonbon Ball, which are actually the the candy makers. And the chimney sweeps have a ball. Different teachers and and clubs in schools, everyone takes advantage of the ball season. Is this limited to a certain season of the year? Pretty much January and February, a little uh, bit into March, I so think. So you if you go for 10 or 12 days, you can reasonably find five balls to you go to? You certainly can. But if you're going in the summer, you'll just have to That's w- right. watch it on videos. <laughs> so you have to go in the winter, and you have to be willing to bundle up and survive the uh, cold winters over there. When you think about the five balls that you went to this last time, which one stood out as the most fun and why? Well, probably last year, dancing in Vienna on New Year's Eve. I don't think it gets any better than that, for sure. And we did have a beautiful sit-down dinner. We had interesting table partners. Uh, Fred sat next to a gentleman from Iraq. I sat next to uh, two couples from Belgium, and people are very friendly, so you have some good visits. Is there a sense that there's a Viennese high society and debutantes uh, sort of coming out of this and so on, or is it a more of an international celebration of music? Well, most people certainly seem to be from Vienna and from that area. It's interesting how the ball season and these waltzes in Vienna really started was in the 18th century. Emperor Joseph II had the idea that balls in the Hofburg, the big beautiful palace, should not be designated just for royalty. So he invited the public to start coming and using these ballrooms, and that's how uh, this became such a popular activity so, so there. So it became uh, accessible to commoners and yes. tourists about 130 years ago. That's right. All right. So, Marilyn, just a practicality, you're not packing light when you're taking a tux and a ballroom no, gown. No, you're not. And so 
you have to take a, an extra garment bag or something, and we put our clothing in there. And that worked okay for you? That worked okay. An interesting thing, I brought a lot of glitzy jewelry myself. Fortunately, was not expensive. I got dressed for the ball, and it was all gone. It had been somehow stolen out of our luggage. So, oh, no. But uh, nobody knew who I was, so it was okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, Marilyn, you're in Vienna. It's just uh, by nature, when you go to the balls, you're there in January or February. What are the great musical sites that you enjoyed apart from the actual balls? We did go to the Opera House in Vienna and uh, saw Mozart's Cosi Fan Tutte. In the Opera House? In the Opera House, wow. and that was beautiful. We've, we've done some other Mozart-type concerts, and there are a lot of concerts. So there's concerts uh, in, in the season also. If you're yes. a music lover, you can have a pretty busy schedule. Yes. And you're there in the winter, so what are some tips for winter travelers? Dress warm. Dress warm. Have good boots, yeah. scarves, a hat, it's like going and to, gloves, yeah. and to be ready to walk. Okay, now tell us about this magical New Year's Eve. Take us there for a moment. Tell us how the evening unfolds. Well, Rick, I think a lot of the excitement of travel is the preparation, and I I did most of the preparation online, and it's exciting when you go there and they say, well, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Tennell, here are your tickets. If you put up in your browser, ball calendar, and spell calendar with a K, and one word, and the word Vienna. Ball calendar in one word. Ball calendar Vienna. Right. And uh, usually it'll list a lot of the balls, not all of them. But the more popular balls will be listed there, and you can go into each one and find you, out more information. You check about it out, each you one. see what you like, and then you can just make your ticket reservation and pay for it online. That's right, and for the you, most part. And then you go to Vienna, and they're waiting for you. And that's so exciting. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tenal, here's your ticket. Have a beautiful evening. Yes. And so at this particular ball, it was not the biggest ball in Vienna, but it was very elegant. They had a, a band or an orchestra, I should say, and they had a female vocalist with her little band, and they would alternate the music. They'd have music in between each course that they very uh, ceremoniously brought in and presented as we sat at our round tables, just laden with uh, wine glasses and flowers and fancy things. And so that was just just a wonderful experience. And then what happens at midnight, actually? At midnight, interesting, at one ball we went to, at midnight they said, be sure you're there, there's something special at midnight. We all crowded back into the ballroom. And they played New York, New York. That was so at midnight on New Year's Eve. That was at midnight on New, on New Year's Eve, at least at this ball, at but the New Year's Eve ball. is there confetti? Do people kiss? Is there a... was, similar to what they would have here. The balloons and the confetti came down from the ceiling, and people were out there just letting everything hang loose. And then when the dancing is finished, people spill into the streets? What's they that do, like and the if hours? you don't stay till 5 o'clock, as we do not, we went then from this very elegant setting out into the streets of Vienna, which is an experience in itself because it's just full of mobs of people that are just hilarious and having a wonderful time celebrating. You'll see fireworks going out. There's music being played on the streets. And we had to walk a couple of blocks just to get to our taxi because he could not get any closer to our ballroom than that. Wow. So are you dreaming about another ball in Vienna? Well, I'm trying to persuade Fred that maybe we should try summer sometime because we've been there so many times in the winter and it's it's got its challenges, but it's certainly a wonderful time to go. Well, you've got me dreaming about going to Vienna in the winter. I've been there so many times in the summer. <laughs> Marilyn Tenall and your husband, Fred, best wishes for Thank your you. dancing in the future and, and thanks for sharing a little bit about the Vienna ball season. Thank you, Rick. It was Happy wonderful. New Year's. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, freshly updated this year, teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks and phrasebooks for Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and every other corner of Europe. To learn more about Rick's books, visit the travel store at ricksteves.com.